Welcome to The Abundance Journey, the show that helps spiritual entrepreneurs create an abundance mindset that accelerates revenue. Secretly, everything you experience in your life is actually abundance. Once you understand how to activate abundance, you find yourself in flow with your business and clients, so it's easy to create the revenue you want. The Abundance Journey is the only show that activates abundance for you, so you enjoy rapid results in your business. Here's your host, the Abundance Ambassador, Elaine Starling. ever worked really, really hard towards something that was important to you? I mean, you really wanted to accomplish this thing, but it was so tough. It just obstacle after obstacle got in the way and you finally just felt like you had to give up. And then you always wondered if you just kept going, would you have actually been able to make it happen? Well, I don't know about you, but I've certainly done that before. Elizabeth Meggs has not. She's really a unicorn. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so delighted to chat with her today. Because Elizabeth is an overcomer. I know you haven't heard that word before. It's someone who can overcome any obstacle, anything that gets in the way. She's a fighter. She knows her purpose is to inspire, provide hope, and encourage those who are going through the toughest challenges of their lives to not give up. She knows what it takes to get through the toughest of the tough because her life changed completely forever after a car accident just one week into her freshman year of high school. Everything changed. So now, Elizabeth shares her own experiences to help countless others find hope and resilience in difficult times. Using natural solutions, Elizabeth helps her clients overcome all kinds of hardship to stay focused on achieving their dreams. Elizabeth is eternally grateful to God that God continually opens new doors for her for unexpected opportunities that are way beyond anything she could ever have dreamed of. She gets to use her unique talents and skills and experiences to transform people's lives. How beautiful is that? Elizabeth, I am so honored and blessed to have you join us here today. Thank you for coming. Thank you very much for having me on your show. I feel very blessed too to be able to share my story with your audience so that I can grow my message and get it out to everyone who needs it. Well, it's a message we all need to hear. And one of the things that's a little unique about the Abundance Journey show, we always like to start with an intention. You can think of an intention as kind of like a prayer. It's how we want to feel and what we want to create together during our time together. And we're creating it for each other. We're also creating it for the audience and we're creating it in collaboration with the divine, with the God of your understanding. They are active participants in helping to make this happen. Now, I've got a specific kind of structure that I use for my intentions. The structure that I start with, I always start with in love and light. Because to me, that is an open acknowledgement and appreciation that the God of your understanding is an active participant and helping make your intention happen. Okay, so that's the beginning. Then we state the intention, and you can think about it almost like you're typing an address into your GPS system. This is where we want to go. And when you're done with that, it's only polite to say thank you, so I do. And at the very end, I say, it is done. And that's a reminder to us that we just did the most important part that we were supposed to do. We set our intention. Then the rest of the conversation, you'll discover, and I want you to keep an eye out, the rest of the conversation is actually a game of I spy with my little eye. And we're looking for all the things that line up with our intention. And it's really interesting. Psychologists call this process priming. And what they mean is if you read a series of supportive words before you take a test, you do a lot better on the test than if you read a series of unsupportive words, you bomb the test. Yeah. So we know that we can kind of prime our subconscious mind 
to support us, to help us. If you have ever looked for shooting stars on a dark night, sure, you have to focus on one area of the star field, but then you open up your peripheral vision so that any little stray bit of light grabs your attention and you actually see the shooting star. That's what we're doing with this intention. We're opening up our peripheral vision so we're much more receptive to divine guidance and divine blessings. And they're gonna be liberally sprinkled in throughout here. Now, here comes the hardest part, okay? This is the really tough stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna share the intention and then we're gonna hold it in silence for 78 seconds. I know, it feels like an eternity to me too. And yet, the problem is, the current research shows that human beings have a shorter attention span than a goldfish. We have so much going on upstairs. We're busy thinking things all the time. And so the God of your understanding is going, yeah, uh -huh, yeah, right. It's like watching Keystone Cops. We have no idea what you want. We're just watching you run around like crazy and you're not clear about what's important to you. So when we hold that intention for 78 seconds and just notice what happens in your body, notice any tingling, notice any heat or cool or ripples that flow through your body. Notice any discomfort and how it might shift from one area of your body to another. We're getting the energy moving in collaboration with the God of your understanding to create this together. Okay, is that enough setup? Have I like totally got you interested in what we're gonna be talking about now, Elizabeth? Yes. <laughs> Okay, okay. I won't keep uh, belaboring it. Let's just have some fun and play with this intention. In love and light, we hold the intention that we welcome and receive divine love and guidance and all the energy we need to accomplish our dreams. Thank you, divine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is done. We give thanks, and so it is. Wow. <laughs> Elizabeth, you are seriously powerful. You've got a lot of energy around you because my whole front of my body was vibrating. I felt so many tingles. It was insane. What was that like for you? I just went to the Lord and just asked him to give me all of the words that your audience needed to hear because he knows what they need better than anyone else. So true. So true. I am so glad that you're here today because I know we talked a little bit about that car accident that you had, but obviously you're really passionate about the work that you're doing. You're really compelled to help people make it through difficult times. Why are you so passionate about this? Well, my life was completely turned upside down. Um, the night that car accident happened. I had been a beautiful 14-year-old girl, singer-songwriter, performing and singing for half my life. Played every sport, very popular. Everyone wanted to be my friend. I was known for my singing voice. Uh, after the car accident, I suffered a traumatic brain injury. I was placed in a drug-induced coma for three weeks. 
in the very beginning was given less than 25% survival rate. So there was no guarantee. It's a miracle that I'm here today. A little over 24 hours in, I took a turn for the worst. And there was a Calvary Baptist minister on the pediatric ICU unit that night that offered to come and pray with my family. And it was in that prayer that my mom felt a weight lifted off of her shoulders. And she said she knew in that moment that I would survive. It was approximately one hour later that the brain swelling began to go down and the doctors were able to get me stable. But I would still still need to remain in that coma for three weeks. I had to relearn how to do absolutely everything. I was reduced to that of an infant. I couldn't do anything for myself. I couldn't speak for 43 days. Even then, when I began speaking, my voice was just a whisper. It would be months before I could speak in full sentences without my voice breaking out. Going from where the person I was before, where my voice was who I was, now I can't even talk. Wow. And I'm just so impressed, Elizabeth, that you just kept going. I mean, we hear about people who hit the bottom right? The rock bottom and there's nowhere else to go. And you definitely had that kind of an experience. And yet you also had your faith to pull you through. And I had a similar kind of experience. I got to have a stroke on New Year's Day, 2005. And during my stroke, I had a conversation with our higher power. I got a complete download about how everything works, why we're here, how we can live our best lives and what happens next after this life. And It's all such a blessing. And often the things that happen to us don't feel like blessings in the moment. Right? No, I I wanted to give up more times than I could count. It was three months before I would make it back home and actually in the school. Uh, Once I got back into school, that's when I realized that the life I knew would never be the same. I wasn't even the same person. That girl died that night in a car accident. I never thought that I was worthy. Um, I was broken, shattered into pieces more times than I could count, multiple times a week for four to five years. I would come home from school and tell my parents that I should have died. I wish I was dead and I want to kill myself. Mm. But what got me through was the strong voice in my heart that brought me an overwhelming amount of comfort and peace. And I knew it was God saying, I have a plan for you. You have to quit. Keep going. You can't quit. I knew, did I know what that purpose was? I had absolutely no idea. But I knew that there was going to be a time when I was going to need to be the person that I needed in those dark moments. That I was going to need to be that person that I needed. Uh, That is absolutely brilliant. (laughs) I'm writing that down (laughs) because that is a keeper. I had to be the person I needed in that dark moment. That is so true. And, you know, it's really interesting. What was shown to me is that from the divine perspective, everything is love. It doesn't matter if you're talking about buddies and butterflies or car accidents and plagues. Everything from the divine perspective is love. So how do you expand the divine? How do you expand love when everything is already love? The message I got was you create human beings who experience contrast. They experience what is wanted and what is not wanted. And that friction in between gets us to choose. When we do like you do, and we choose love, and we step into the unknown with faith and determination, things open up for us. When we step back in fear, and we hold back, then things don't go so well, because it makes more friction, right? It gets squeezes harder to try to get us to go forward. Because every time we step forward in love, love for ourselves, love for others, We expand the divine. This is actually the cutting edge of the divine. This is the groovy place to be because this is where the most growth happens. So kudos to you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for stepping up, especially 
through those difficult times because it's not easy and it's not supposed to be easy. That's the part that's so ironic. And the more connected you are with the God of your understanding, the easier it becomes. Now, I have to ask you a question. I know I'm sort of changing gears here, but this is the abundance journey. And we're talking about some pretty heavy stuff here. Given that what you do with people is help them stay the course, help them thrive in spite of difficult situations, how would you define abundance? Abundance to me is having everything you need. It isn't materialistic things. It's not money. It's having everything you need, knowing what fulfills you, getting what you deserve, what what you have to thrive in life, to really grow and love yourself. You have to love yourself first before you can love others wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And take care of yourself. If you're living in abundance, you are receiving everything you need so that you can take every day and be the best version of yourself. I love that. Be the best version of yourself. Because it's a choice. Yes. We all have times we just wake up on the wrong side of the bed and we are so cranky. We just don't want to play nice, right? And yet, when we do pick ourselves up and shift back into that higher space, into that God connection, what would God do, right? How does God want to show up through me? It's a pretty powerful question. Yep. I'm wow. just, I'm just so blessed that he was always there by my side. And I was in that dark place. He chose me to be his messenger. He has always given me everything I've needed, especially in the hard times. He's protected me. He's carried me through every valley, through every love, and lifted me up. I didn't always know why. Yes, I question. I questioned. I still do question, even yeah. though I'm stronger and more resilient. But I knew I couldn't give up. I had to keep going. That is so and awesome. He has always brought the people across my path that need me specifically. Yeah. And isn't that interesting? I mean, that's often how things show up. I have a great story I want to share with you really briefly because it really illustrates the point that you made. I knew that there are a lot of health benefits to meditating, but I just never came across a methodology that really worked for me. And so finally, I decided, okay, I'm going to get serious. I'm going to find a a meditation process that really works for me. And I happened to be reading a book at the time that had nothing to do with meditation. Uh, I think it was called The Secret Language of Feelings. Fascinating book. There's one sentence in that entire book that just randomly mentions this particular form of meditation that I'd never heard of before. And honestly, I felt like there were flashing lights and sirens going off. You know, it's like, there's this one sentence. Look here, pay attention. Like, okay, got it. Thank you, Divine. So then I Googled it. I happened to find some people in Wisconsin who were doing a free orientation on Zoom. It turned out to be me and two guys in Wisconsin, and they were explaining the whole process to me, and it was really cool. It was really interesting, but it happened to be in the middle of COVID, in the middle of winter, and they were canceling all these air flights and all this stuff, and I'm like, man, that's kind of a drag because I'm in Sacramento, California, and it'd be so nice if there was some training that was near me that I could go to so I wouldn't have to get on a plane. And the very next day, one of the guys sent me an email with a link to a local group that was teaching that course the very next weekend. So all these breadcrumbs, the divine was giving me the breadcrumbs. Remember I talked about I spy with my little eye? Everything is there for you. And one of the biggest challenges I think most people face is that willingness to receive the guidance. They say they want it but they want it just like this and it's got to be all neat and in a nice little bow and 
What's your experience been? Well, more recently, um, I had some struggles in the last two and a half, three years. Um, I had made a choice that I thought at the time was the right choice for me. God knew I was going to make this choice, so he was going to spin it on its head. I got married. Um, it turned out we weren't quite equally yoked. And I would be told multiple times a month for nearly two years, maybe a little more, that no one would ever pay me to share my story. God had been opening the doors for me to grow my speaking business so that I can inspire, provide hope, and help people find the same way, use the strategies that I found to live their life and regain their life. Um, in January of this year, an old friend of mine had been on my heart. Um, this friend was a friend that God actually has used multiple times to always get me where I needed to be. A friend that God spoke to me about two or three months after we really got started getting to know each other, that he brought us together to bring us both closer to him. I hadn't seen this friend in over three and a half or four years. I didn't know how to get in touch with him. He was no longer on social media. His cell phone had changed. So I just started praying for him because I knew something was going on. March of this year happened where I got the opportunity to do a two-day speaking seminar where I would get be able to get up on a stage and share my little clip of my story, get my professional demo reel for my website, professional pictures, all of that, just helping me to get where God needed me to be. I had to have three conversations with my husband to get him to allow me to do this opportunity in order to get permission to use my business money to invest in the opportunity. I did it. I got a standing ovation. Everyone in the audience told me that I could never stop telling my story because I could help so many people. At the end of that week, one of my friends from the town I used to live before I got married texted me and said that my old friend reached out asking about me. That Isn't increased that my concern. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that increased my concern. I um, started praying harder for him. Didn't know what was going on, so I chose to write him a letter. I was going to mail it to her and have her get it to him. Monday, April 3rd, comes around where I get a call from the coach who did that two-day speaking seminar the week before to tell me that I was chosen for his four-month scholarship for his four-month coaching program to be able to take my speaking business where I could help many, many more people learn how to get paid for it, how to get sponsors if someone couldn't afford to pay me so that I could continue sharing my message with the world. My husband came home from work. I made dinner. After dinner, I shared the news. He looked at me and said until he saw that there were no fees involved that I wasn't allowed to do it. I started crying. He then looked at me in a not nice way and asked me why I was crying. And I responded, this, because this is who I am. This is what God has called me to do. And now he's opening the doors for me to do it. And you're telling me I can't. Yeah. I knew in that moment that my husband had never seen me. The one person that the first person that I had ever met in this world who had saw me and wasn't afraid to tell me. The night I told him that God spoke to me about him in 2017, he told me how blessed he was to have me in his life, to have met me, how blessed he was to have made me a part of his family, and that he saw the beautiful person I was. This was the first time in 17 years that I knew someone truly saw me didn't judge me for my physical, what's on the outside, seeing that, oh, she must have had a stroke or something and decide that I wasn't her, worth their time of day. 
he wasn't afraid to tell me he saw the beautiful person I was. He would continue to remind me over 2017 and 2018 multiple times that he saw the beautiful person I was. So in that moment, I knew that I wasn't where I needed to be, that I needed to leave. God moved mountains for me that week. I didn't know how I was going to get back to the Waco area, but I started praying, started making the steps to do it because I knew that's what I needed to do. Within four days, God got me back to Waco. Wow. You know, that's so interesting because I'm hearing an underlying message here, which is commitment. You know, you're really listening to God and the messages that God is giving you and you're following your heart. It's not a head-based decision. It is a uh-huh. heart-based decision and it's living your gifts to the highest ability you have. That's truly what you're here to do. And yes, those gifts support those around you. But honestly, yep. everything's a partnership. You are in partnership with the divine. It's not like yep. you're this little ant down here and God is way up there in the mystical mountains somewhere. No, you're here as an active, collaborative partner. They're trying to move things forward and then you move things forward and then they move things mm-hmm. forward and then you move things forward. It's a it's a cooperative effort. And that's why it's so valuable to surround yourself with people who have that same kind of mindset. And not everybody does. We all have limiting beliefs that are deliberate, that get us that contrast. And so when you're married to someone who doesn't see your gifts and doesn't want to showcase your gifts and empower you to share your gifts, then that's a huge issue. And there's a wonderful poem out there, a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And it's talking about relationships and the power of relationships. Sometimes people are with us for a reason. And sometimes it's a season of our life. And sometimes it's a lifetime. And every single role plays an incredibly valuable part in what makes us who we are. Now, you bring up a really great point. And I want to ask you a little bit because a lot of people are struggling right now. A lot of people are dealing with incredibly difficult times. And it it may be a a marriage problem. It could be a job issue. It could be a health issue. What is kind of a common symptom? Where are people stuck before they know, you know, I got to give Elizabeth a call? Just having a lot of self-doubt, paying more attention to the negativity around them. That was one of the things that got me stuck was all of the negative but i learned that focusing on the positive is key what you focus on grows so when negative is coming from everywhere it's best to shift that mindset turn that negative into a positive because when you learn to do that and focus on the positives you're going to begin seeing positives more and more it's going to be hard it's not going to be easy especially if you're used to always focusing on the negative. But living in gratitude is a huge, a huge way to get through that. Absolutely. Opening your eyes. You were talking about choices. My choice to be obedient, even though it was scary, I knew God was going to have me and I had, I had to do what I had to trust what he told me. Yeah, that is so awesome. I really commend you because those are not easy choices. That is, and and especially when society or our friends, our family think that we're insane and, and they, they're coming at it from a logical standpoint. They're not coming at yeah. it from your heart and your connection with your higher power. And that's and really the key difference. And I've, I've had that a lot, actually, back in 2017, 2018. And I've had it recently. But if I've learned anything, what's on your heart was placed there by your higher power. That's what you're meant to have. You deserve that. And you have everything within you to make it come true. But it's not going to be easy. 
but you can't give up because that's what you deserve. It plays a part in your purpose. Whatever's on your heart is what's meant to be. Keep fighting for it. Yeah, I I read a really fascinating book called The Survivor's Club. And um, in that book, there's something called the 10-80-10 rule. And it was invented by a guy, discovered by a guy who actually teaches uh, special forces people in the UK how to survive literal life and death situations. I mean, honestly, they could they could not make it. And I thought, you know what? If you're breathing, you're in a life or death situation. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we all have times when the stuff hits the fan and life gets ugly really fast. So the 10 80, 10 rule says that 10% of people are natural leaders. When things get ugly, they quickly come up with a plan of action. They understand the skills and abilities of their team. They delegate out responsibilities and off we go. Let's make this happen. 80% of people are followers. They know they're skilled. They know they've got talents. They're not sure what direction to go. They're not sure which path to follow. So they're looking for a leader who can get them where they want to go. Now, the final 10% of people are in such a state of emotional overwhelm and panic that no matter what you do, this guy said, you can put them in the lifeboat and they will still fall out and drown. It doesn't matter what you do. If they aren't willing to save themselves, you cannot save them for themselves. So I got a lot of great insight from that 108010 rule. The first one is I never have to panic again, ever, ever. If I'm ever feeling this overwhelm, this frustration, this anxiety about a situation, I go, wait a minute, I don't have to panic. I can be a follower. What does a follower do? A follower checks out books, contacts people. Who can I talk to? What mentors are out there that I can learn from? Is there a good coach I could get in touch with? What resources and tools are available to me? I'm looking for something I can follow, right? I don't have to have all the answers. I need to look for the answers. And that's when the divine can really help you out big time. But you got to be curious and committed to finding answers and opening up that peripheral vision that supports your intention. It's that I spy with my little eye. That's what you're doing when you're a follower. And ultimately, you find something that really works for you the same way you did, Elizabeth. I mean, good gravy. Most of us are not going to have to deal with a car accident that puts us in a coma for three weeks, you know, barely able to survive and relearn how to do everything. Most of us aren't struggling with that level of challenge and that you were able to find a method, a process that allowed you to come back from the brink, not once, not twice, but over and over and over again. That immediately shifts you into being a leader. And the beautiful thing is 90% of people are really interested in what you have to say. Because both leaders, leaders are always looking for new stuff, right? They want the latest, greatest, interesting, cool research data, whatever, practices, exercises. What can I use that would work for me with my people, right? They want to know what you're up to. Followers want to know what you're up to. Oh, she figured it out. What's she up to? I, I got to learn from Elizabeth because she gets it at a level I've never heard of before. Wow. What's she doing? So isn't it wonderful? that you're never alone. Isn't it wonderful that God is by your side, directing you and guiding you? And all we have to do is stay open and willing to receive. That's the key. You were talking about how resilient you are. What have you done? I know for me personally, something always has to change on the inside before my external world shifts. What have you noticed people have to change internally in order to handle the big challenges? To start with belief. You have to believe that you deserve what, what you want, your, your desires. You have to believe that you're deserving. And you have to believe that you can make it happen. So if you are struggling with that right now, you ha are listening to the voices in your head that is helping you, that's stopping you, leaving you stuck, making you not believe. 
I want you to shut those voices down. I want you to hear my voice in your head saying, I believe in you. I know you can do it. You can't stop. You never know. Six months or a year from now, who is going to cross your path that it's going to be in that same exact situation that you're in? And you will recognize it because I recognize it without people even saying a word to me because I've been there. Those people are going to come across your path and they're going to need you. You are needed. So you can't give up. Borrow my belief until yours is strong enough. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And always remember you're guided. There's a reason why I call this show the abundance journey. It's an analogy of your life. Your life is a continual unfolding journey of abundance in every single area of your life. And how wonderful that tomorrow is another day. The next second is a different second. Right. And everything can shift in an instant when you choose one, to let it. Yeah. yeah. One moment at a time, one day at a time. If something goes haywire today, tomorrow is a day for you to do better. Be yeah. the best person that you can be each and every day. That Linda Hand. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Linda Hand where it's needed. That is going to help to fill you up. But you also need to find what fills you up. For me, it's church. For two and a half years, I had to work. For over two years, I had to work every weekend because it was one of the only two days that I could count on so that I could pay my half of the bills and for the groceries. So um, I wasn't able to go to church for maybe once or twice a year. But God knew that was going to happen. So everything was set in place. When he spoke to me in 2017 about me and my friend, I questioned him. I was like, my God, I am close to you. What are you talking about? I see now. That was for right now in this moment. Because I was going to grow distant from God. Not able to go to church because I had to work. So he needed me to know where I needed to go back to so he could protect me. Mm. That is so beautiful. You know, I know most of us would really love a magic wand, especially when life is just really challenging. You just want it over. You just want to be through this part. Can we just change the channel and go to the happy place, you know, because this really stinks. But that's not generally how life works, right? No. It would be nice if we could just, you know, do the remote control, but it, it doesn't work that way. There's usually baby steps involved. What is a baby step we could focus on that would show us we're on the right track and we actually are making progress? Well, a baby step, stop, start with that positivity. Focusing on the positive. Gratitude. Happiness can last for a short amount of time, but when you are grateful and living in gratitude, that lasts so much longer. So focus on that gratitude and the positive. Start there. Don't You don't want to eat an elephant all at once, one bite at a time. So small steps. When you're feeling overwhelmed, write some of the steps down that you can start working on to get out of that. What, what's the most important thing that you need to focus on? And then check it out. That's what helps me. Yeah. That is wonderful. One of the things that I have my clients do is at the end of the day, think of three things you're proud of yourself for. And it can be random stuff. It can be, I'm proud of myself that I took five minutes on a park bench to listen to the birds, right? It, it can be, I'm proud of myself for remembering to do my deep breathing exercises, whatever it is, three things that you're proud of. Because I think so often you were saying, I totally agree with you. Often we forget to love ourselves and be loving towards ourselves. That negative beat you up 
voice seems to be much more, uh, much louder in our heads than the supportive, empowering, encouraging voice. And just paying attention to the fact that, yeah, you know, I'm doing all right. Good for me. That's important to me. And I'm stepping up and I'm doing it. Yay me. That's really important. Makes a big difference. Take time for yourself. So when you are overwhelmed and busy, you're going to stress is going to be at the height. Take time for yourself. Some of the things that I enjoy doing is going kayaking. That was another thing that I wasn't able to do. Now that I'm back where I need to be, I can take myself kayaking. Go out, go for a walk in nature. Go get a pedicure. Whatever it is, take a couple times a month, at least, if not once a week, take time for yourself so that you can just kind of unwind, let all the stresses go, and focus on you. I love that. So important. So important. And that's that's one of the reasons why I totally agree with your idea of journaling about your gratitude. That really helps you stay in the zone. It doesn't take a lot of time, five, 10 minutes to just three things you're grateful for makes all the difference. Now, we were talking a little bit before we got started and you mentioned a really cool free gift that you wanted to make available, a free strategy download. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So this is one of my strategies that I had to learn and develop in order to get me through my recovery. Had I not developed these strategies when recovering from the car accident, I probably wouldn't have made it through the last two and a half years of my life. Um, staying strong and resilient and growing through all of the heartache and that I was dealing with. Uh, So the QR code is right behind me, or you can click the link that will be in this podcast. Yeah, the show notes are going to have the link, no problem. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so download it to your phone so you have it anywhere you need it, or print it off, keep it at your desk at work, Keep it at home on your nightstand. It's a 30-second reset that just helps you to reset, gain some clarity, and be able to keep pushing. That is awesome. That is so awesome. Anything that helps us get out of our heads, back into our hearts, centered, grounded, connected with God, makes everything easier. It opens you back up again because so often we tend to shut down. Things get harder and tighter and more difficult and we close ourselves off. The guidance is still coming. I get the message all the time. You're just not picking up what we're putting down. We keep sending you stuff, but you're not paying attention. And so anything we can do to open back up again, bring those shoulders down, relax, and allow ourselves to receive that really helps us get more divine guidance, get more insights into where we can go. So you talk about that. The last, since April, when I left, you would not believe the amount of downloads that I've been getting. I've got so much stuff that I've got to share and so much stuff that I can help people with. And I'm just so excited for my journey. Oh, that's wonderful. That, that's that's another thing. Get excited about your journey. You've heard some of my struggles the last 23 years. Someone asked me a few weeks ago on a podcast if I would go back and change anything. My answer was no. I wouldn't change a thing because all those struggles all that heartache, all that pain, all that tragedy that I've dealt with, that's what's made me me. That's what's given me my strength. That's what's helped me to grow. I'm strong. I'm resilient. I'm confident. I have not always been this strong, confident woman. I'm telling you that you have everything in you to become strong and confident and resilient, but you can't give up. My life now is so much more rewarding than I ever could have thought it would ever would be. And I'm very thankful and grateful for that. That is so beautiful. Now, one of the things that we do that's a little different, we always turn the table on our guests here at the Abundance Journey because we know 
that when we give, it's when we receive the most. So what can we do to support you? Like and follow my social media accounts. If you go to Elizabeth Inspires, you will see my Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Share my content if you see value in it. Just getting it in front of more people, that's what's going to help me the most. Oh, LinkedIn is also on there. So, yeah, just like, share, follow, comment. If if you are finding value in something or if something that I've shared on social media or a video that I've done has helped you in any way, I want to know about it. Share that with me. I want to celebrate with you. <laughs> That's awesome, Elizabeth. Absolutely. I know we're going to be talking a lot on social media. I so appreciate you taking the time to be here with us today, but you've made my life a little difficult because you said so many brilliant things through the course of this conversation. I was looking for that divine guidance. Remember our intention? That's where we were going to be receptive and open to divine guidance and blessings and have that energy to keep going, to achieve our dreams. Boy, you gave us so much energy today. And I just love this collaboration that we did. This, this was amazing. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you for this opportunity. I feel very blessed to be here. Excellent. Well, stick around because we're going to activate abundance in just a minute. Hey, it's Elaine Starling, the Abundance Ambassador. And I know since you're listening to this show or watching this show, The Abundance Journey, you really want to experience more abundance in your life. Well, that's why I wrote the book, Five Steps to Activate Your Abundance. It's available for sale right now from Amazon, from barnesandnoble.com and many international sellers. And I want you to pick up a copy because I'm really opening the kimono here and sharing all of the information you need to experience abundance in every single aspect of your life. The book's divided into three parts. Part one is called Meeting the Divine. This is where I share my near-death experience and the conversation I got to have with our higher power during my stroke. In part two, Messages from the Divine, I share the best practices that I was given, the secret sauce in how life actually works. And so you understand really why you're here and how you can make the most of your life. So you love every single moment. And then in the part three is partnering with the divine. That's where I go into each of the five steps to activate your abundance and explain exactly why it works so well. So take a moment to pick up a copy. It's available as an ebook, a paperback book, an audiobook and a video course. So however you like to absorb information, abundance is waiting for you. I adore Elizabeth Meggs. Oh my gosh. This woman has really been through the ringer and came out the other side with so much poise and and our She's so articulate. She's so compassionate. Everything she says is like gems, absolute gems. So step one, gratitude. So grateful that we got to spend time today with Elizabeth. She is more brilliant than she has any idea. She really is. <laughs> it's always funny when you meet people like that. They're very unassuming and profound, just incredibly profound. I got so many great tips, snippets from her. But step two, acknowledge something you heard that was an aha for you. This really hit home. And I, you probably saw me during the interview. She said, I had to be the person I needed in that dark moment. Meaning, looking for a hero, I had to be the hero that would get me out of this darkness in that moment of darkness. I had to be willing to show up for myself as my higher self, even though I was so beat up and beaten down and feeling so traumatized by what was happening. That was a real aha for me. I had to be my own hero, especially in the darkest moments. Step three, appreciate the difference it makes in your life 
when you're willing to be the hero you need. It gives you perspective. You're actually showing up as your higher self. It's not all on you. You remember that you're in partnership with the divine. God is by your side, helping you make things happen. You have to be willing to reach out, open up, and pay attention to all of the blessings that are coming your way. So I really appreciate what she said. I have to be the hero that I need in this moment. Because when I step up like that, you know, we were talking about the 108010 rule and how you have to be willing to be a follower. It's kind of the same thing, right? All the hero is doing is stepping out of that despair and that panic and being willing to be a follower. Follow your higher power. Connect with the God of your understanding and listen to the guidance that's coming your way. I loved that. Step four, activate abundance. We've got three different ways we can do that. You can grab a calendar and you can actually schedule time on your calendar, make it happen, not for this particular situation. The other option is you can create a little trigger like crossing your fingers or tugging on your earlobe to remind yourself, I need to be my hero right now. I need to step up and be a hero for myself. The hero that I'm looking for is me. If I look in the mirror, that's who I see is my hero. The other option is to declare what you're going to do. So for me, it's kind of a combination here of number two and number three, because I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to look at myself and say, there's my hero. Especially when I don't feel like I am one. Because in your darkest moment, you don't feel all that, right? You're just you. Nothing special, right? We all go there. And yet, we are all unique, blessed beings, expressions of the divine, physical expressions of the divine. And we're not alone. So when we're willing to step up and get curious and compassionate with ourselves, everything can open up for us. How beautiful is that? So I'm going to look in the mirror and say, there's my hero. Step five, celebrate your progress. This is amazing. You now have a great tool that can shift everything for you. You get to be your own hero and you don't have to wait for permission. You don't have to get support from anybody else. You have support from the divine and you are guided to the right books, the right teachers, the right courses, the right everything you need is available to you. And you can do this. Not just survive, but thrive and love your life. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll see you next time for The Abundance Journey. You've been listening to The Abundance Journey Show with Elaine Starling. Visit theabundancejourney.com slash podcast gifts to access today's gift as well as gifts from our other guests. Tune in every week to activate abundance in your life and business. If something resonated with you, please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Keep activating abundance and we'll see you in the next episode.